Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, 855-839-1210. Is that your climb in? What's on the cut sheet? Yeah, you're going to find out at 745 this morning. Also coming up at 830, it is the final keyword for our Disney Cruise Vacation Giveaway. Keyword number 16 coming up at 8.30 this morning. As tomorrow morning, we will call the winner live on the air. Yeah, buddy. Seven-night cruise, up to four people. Because the time to show your kids the world is now. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to that. Uh, also, we've got some news to get to here at 7.02. And for that, we give you the great Don Stensland. Yes, and we are sponsored this morning by Turn 7 Liquidations. I had mentioned yesterday mid-morning when this had come out, but we do have in the headlines this morning, and we should headline it, for Philadelphia police officers who had been fired for misconduct, including some harassment, racial slurs, allegedly. They have been reinstated after arbitrators concluded they should be permitted to return to the force. So these officers... Um, they they went through the process, and this dates back to between 2019 and 2022. They've been reinstated after years of lengthy arbitration um, processes that were between the city, the FOP, their union, and they have been permitted to return. They're back to work, and we want to say this because they were in the news. They were scrutinized, tarred and feathered in the news media, so we want to place it as my lead story this morning to say these officers put back on the job. After review. All right. I'd like to hear it. Yeah. So we got that going on in Philadelphia. Let's talk about the other news of the day. We've talked about multiple meetings that have been going on, community meetings. And I'll take you to the Jenkintown Police Benevolent Association, which represents the borough there in Jenkintown. They have 10 full-time officers in ongoing contract talks. And so this tiny borough making national news as far as police enforcement and how much of a budget, a borough budget, a city budget should be sent on law enforcement. That argument going on. They had a heated meeting last night and they will have, I believe, two meetings next week. So watching that one because it involves the possible dissolving of their police department. And then will it be absorbed by a bigger police department such as Abington? Now, you had said earlier that Jenkintown is about 4,000 residents. Yes. Okay. I would have yes. thought that would be more than four thousand, but I guess I guess not. Jenkintown's a great, it is. I love it. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. It's Beautiful. um, we're just there. You know, within the past week, they have great restaurants. Mm-hmm. And it is a great little. I think the point is that if you look at where they're located, these suburban, you know, Montgomery County, right outside Philadelphia. I was going through. They have some huge reports that they've released, and the the crime, you know, the increase, and we've heard about that. As far as the increase in suburban crime, the burglaries, I don't have the information because nobody keeps the stats. Oh. But I I do know from my sources in, my, in some boroughs in Montgomery County, in Delaware County, and Chester County, that some of the crime we've seen as far as the gangs and these burglary rings that we've talked a whole lot about are not necessarily citizens mm. okay. of this country. Shocking. <laughs> How about that for a headline? <laughs> My God. I'm shocked to find gambling going on at this establishment. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Very good one. Uh, we're hearing more, and this is making national news, about some type of an AT&T outage 
this morning. Philadelphia, one of a half dozen cities across the country, not just the East Coast, but L.A. as well. And and it's kind of random here. So I don't know what's going on here. I'm always watching this because of various cyber attacks that we've seen and the hackers and that sort of. I don't have a report. I'm just mentioning it, headlining it. And we want to watch that very carefully, as well as Verizon. Yeah, it says a uh, Fox has it on on their TV now. AT and T, Verizon, and T Mobile users. So what's going on? I knew I should have got Boost Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're so funny. So this morning, as well, we want to talk about, um, and I headlined this morning. If you didn't hear it, two Pennsylvania brothers in a very famous case sentenced to life in the brutal murders of their parents and younger brother nearly three decades ago, resentenced to terms that may offer them someday a chance at parole. This is making international news. The Freeman brothers, Brian and David, they are now in their mid-40s, were in court expressing remorse, and because of this resentencing, they would be eligible, but they not for not for decades more. They'll be in their 70s. Mm-hmm. And this is raising a lot of controversy as the community is saying, uh, we don't want them eligible for parole. This was a heinous crime. Why would you allow for this? Eastern Pennsylvania's finest. Yes, sir. What a great city. Amen to that one. A lot going on, of course, but I will point you to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling yesterday that state GOP, the subpoenas for voter information after the 2020 election, our Pennsylvania Supreme Court, highest court in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, ruling just yesterday that these subpoenas are unenforceable, overturning a lower court ruling, a huge case Republican PA Senate lawmakers wanted to subpoena the voter info in 2020. Then the uh, Democratic Attorney General, who at the time was our now Governor Josh Shapiro, uh, challenged the effort, argued the real purpose of the subpoenas was to bring 2020 election results into question. And so this is going back and forth. So I just wanted to follow that. We've been following that very carefully now for years as we look for this. And in the Republican House in D.C., impeachment proceedings looking into President Joe Biden behind closed doors. Yesterday, James Biden telling members of two House committees his big brother, now the president, Joe, had no role in any of his business dealings. They're now under congressional scrutiny. Next week's son, Hunter Biden, will be interviewed by lawmakers. Just want to headlight that for you as we watch that continuing. And then, of course, one of the big headlines today, Commander Biden, the first family's dog, we now learn through newly unsealed documents. This is from somebody, somebody leaked this within the U.S. Secret Service personnel office, showing that at least 24 incidents at the White House and other locations, this dog bit Secret Service personnel. And that doesn't even count all the other dog bites that we have reported on the record uh, that that prompted them to to take the German Shepherd. He's been taken out of the White House. You know, Democrats don't take a bite out of crime, but Commander does take a bite out of the Secret Service. <laughs> Aww. Well, Greg and I always, I think Greg and I agree on this. It's not the dog's fault. It's not. It's oh, not. no, of course not. 100% it's not the dog's fault. It's always the owner. They are, uh, it's the, it's, it's the owners yeah. who are, who are terrible. Don't we have somebody in our listening audience who has the, the brother or sister of Commander? Oh, that's yes. right. Yes, we in do. In Delaware, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. So. It's a good pull by you. And 
I believe that that dog is doing just fine because I'm sure the owners are way better mm. than the Bidens are. So yeah. we're saying with dogs, ownership matters, and with children, parents matter. Yes, Having sir. a father in your life matters. Very interesting how all that works. Yeah. Structure and discipline. Yeah, this whole this whole notion of the Bidens being this family, Joe Biden being this family man. And he's dysfunctional just, as hell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Look, I'm not going to cast stones because everybody has issues in their family. Right. I'm not saying anything. But, like, just look at the... Look at the pattern here. Hunter, commander, they have a daughter, a, a granddaughter that they don't recognize. Yes. I mean, the, it's not exactly the Waltons. No. You're not going to have a TGIF's family no. sitcom based on this this true story. Whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> the milkman, the paper boy, even in TV. We're going to do a Full House or Family Matters reboot with the Bidens. <laughs> Maybe somebody that's really good like Sid can do some uh, photoshopping and get that out on social. <laughs> well, just thought just when you thought it was uh, safe to brew some beer, this is an unbelievable story. A Minnesota brewer sent flying across the room. This is holy. Can we can yeah. we put this video? Watch this video on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Oh, oh, man. I mean, he got totally wiped out. Look White. at that. In all, in all, in all honesty, that is dangerous. That could yes. that could like kill somebody. That's coming out in a straight line. Oh it looks like a pole. That's what you call the most powerful <laughs> IPA in America, yes. right there. That's eight point four percent, by the way, folks. <laughs> what is this back channel brewing company, right in Minnesota? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a man get hit with oh. a beer bath like that since. Stone Cold Steve okay. Austin hosed down Vince McMahon. And he's uh, this, employ- this poor employee, the, the tank valve exploded, yep. shot this stream, as you say, of beer directly at his chest. Oh, man. Wild footage of this. His name is Brendan, not uh-huh. Brandon, uh-huh. Uh, but he was checking the valve. Yeah, checking the valve. <laughs> checking the valve. Just checking the valve. Thing in. shot out of the hole. I mean, Boom! He gets, he, gets knocked, oh. he gets knocked back a good six feet. <laughs> he oh. does. Right on his head, and he's and he's right there to get up and look at his buddy coming yeah. in. <laughs> Save the beer! Yeah, he's coming Save in. There. He's beer! coming in there with a beer funnel. <laughs> he wants to start imbibing on the job. Oh man! Oh, what a what a what a shot! So blowback blow black lives up to its name. And by the way, uh, Brendan was just fine. Thank so God. thank, thank God. goodness. It's all good. Hopefully, and he had some free beer. Look at all that beer that was wasted. Oh man! <laughs> Holy moly! I will say though, these 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 local um, little uh, craft beer distilleries and breweries, yeah, they're great spots. They are absolutely. If, if you love going and buying local mm-hmm. and trying yes. something different, those mm-hmm. are fun spots. Amen to that. Before the forecast, I will say we are sponsored by Turn Seven Liquidation Store Closing. Turn Seven Liquidators. For the 10 largest online retailers, lost their lease, must vacate and liquidate immediately. Turn 7, closing, below-cost liquidation. Philadelphia Mills, Morristown Mall, Turn 7 liquidations. And we do have some liquid in the form of precipitation in the forecast. It's going to hold off until this evening. Maybe start sprinkling in for the evening commute this evening. But by all accounts, a 50-degree, lovely Partly sunny day for us as the sun has come up now. So enjoy the day. The rain moves in. will continue as we drive in early tomorrow morning. It will be raining, but another day, 50s. We're looking at the 50s and should clear out tomorrow. 
just a, a chance for that morning rain to linger. But then moving into the weekend, bright sunny skies, no precipitation. Tomorrow, 39 degrees, or excuse me, Saturday, 39 degrees and sunny. And then Sunday, definitely the better day. We're looking to mid to upper 40s, sunny skies. Next week, it's going to feel like spring. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 855-839-1210 is how you get aboard the cut sheet in just about a half hour. Coming up next, we go back down to Fulton County because we have an update on the Fawny files. As we continue, Nick, Dawn, and Greg, live on a Thursday morning, it's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPH. You know, I'm already cooking dinner just early this morning, dropped dinner into the slow cooker. And by the time I get home this evening, oh, dinner will be simmering. This is what I love about whatacrock.com. You got to try it. So if you haven't heard me talk about whatacrock before, they create delicious ready-made meals designed for your slow cooker and shipped right to your doorstep. Just drop a meal in your slow cooker in the morning. You go about your day and then come home to a delicious dinner waiting just for you. No prep, no trip to the store, no expensive fees required. Unlike most meal kit companies, there is no subscription necessary. That's huge. You can order exactly what you want, whenever you want, without being boxed in by any extra charges. And did I mention their meals are so delicious? My family, and I've talked about what we love, the white bean chili. Some of their soups are incredible. Uh, the chicken parm meatballs, that's a real favorite. And I told you last weekend I made that chocolate molten cake. So they have an array of desserts, the dips. They have a vegan. If you like vegan stuff, they've got all of that for you as well. Or if you like the hearty beef hearty chicken meals, just check them out, whatacrock.com, WPHT at checkout. You get $10 off, whatacrock.com, code WPHT for $10 off. I discovered them in my little farmer's market, family-run, family-owned. I'm so happy that a mom really started this as she said, you know what, I, I get it. We want delicious homemade meals, but that are healthy. And now they've gone national. So if you have a kid in college or a loved one in, you know, not in state, that's okay. You can go to whatacrock.com. Why not send them some delicious home-cooked meals? Okay, not home-cooked by you, but that's okay, too. Whatacrock.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning, just about 25 minutes out from another installment of What's on the Cut Sheet, our final Disney keyword, coming up just over an hour from now at 830. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. And when, you know, in 2024, when you do something wrong and you are, quote, on the left... What do you do? Well, you don't own up to it. You don't say, that's my fault. You just claim to be the victim. That's that's the standard operating procedure uh, for the Democrats. And I saw this story yesterday in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's the big paper down in Georgia. They call it the AJC. It's the equivalent of the Philadelphia Inquirer here in town locally. Uh, an opinion column written with the headline, as Fannie Willis shows, dominant, ambitious women leaders ultimately pay the price. And I just want to read you an excerpt on this, because now we've gone from Fannie Willis, and remember, when she took the stand last week, she said that this was a threat to democracy, right? Um, so we know we're going to play the race card, now we're going to play the sex card, the gender card. And this columnist for the AJC writes the following, 
For a while there, Fulton County Prosecutor Fannie Willis was a role model for career women worldwide, including me, a graduate of the University of Georgia. After all, at a time when so many Republican leaders were cowering before their bully of a leader, Donald J. Trump, at a time when he was tying federal prosecutors in legal knots across the country, here was this little-known black female state prosecutor from Georgia vowing to hold Trump and his cronies accountable for alleged election interference. Her massive and complex case put Willis and her office on the national and global map. But last week came the fall, and it was hard. Quote, you've been intrusive into other people's personal lives, a defiant Willis told Ashley Merchant, co-lawyer for uh, Mike Roman, one of the co-defendants for Donald Trump in this case. Still, Willis's courtroom grilling was humiliating for her. The scandal has jeopardized the entire case and put Willis's career and reputation on the line. She goes on to say further down in this column, the repercussions ripple well beyond Willis. They not only dirty her reputation and compromise her career, but they also send a message to powerful women. Don't you dare. And uh, she goes on to say that there were more dog whistles in the Willis hearing than 101 Dalmatians as a posse of all white lawyers questioned Wade and her about the physical, emotional, and financial relationship that the two have engaged in. And she goes on to say... Here is why I think women in a powerful position are under the microscope. And she jots down all these bullet points uh, one by one in her column. And I'll just give you a few because, you know, we have time constraints here. Uh, The microscope that you will be under as a woman is infinitely more powerful and subjective than your male counterparts. Perception is reality. There's no getting around it. Act accordingly. Listen to your gut. If it feels wrong, it likely is wrong. Please don't do it. There are no secrets in the workplace. Word gets around, blah, 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 blah. So this is a column, I think, saying that Fannie Willis is once again, or as she likes to say, Fannie Willis, uh, that she is under attack here. And I'll defer to you, Dawn, because, Dawn, you're a very powerful female. You have a strong presence. You have strong conviction. Yes. You have a lot of skins on the wall. Whips and chains. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Skins on the wall. (laughs) Emmy Skins on the walls and whips and chains. You've Woo-hoo. been you've been in national news outlets <laughs> that are predominantly dominated by men. Let's face it. Um, is Fanny Willis under some unfair microscope? Because I look at this and I look at this as like basically they're saying we are going after her for reasons that have nothing to do with the action. All of this could have been avoided if she just wasn't having sex with Nathan Wade. This is a non-story if she's not in a romantic relationship with the guy that she's employing through taxpayer dollars to go after the guy she's prosecuting. And uh, so uh, he was he he is still a married man, I believe, still or going or maybe newly divorced by this point. But going after somebody like this, allegedly. And then what if Fonnie Willis were a man? What treatment would a powerful man in this position, if let's say Nathan Wade is an attractive, because I think Nathan is slightly younger than Fonny. And so what if, just switch those gender roles, Mm -hmm. this would be a no-brainer. I would argue that if this was a guy... Especially if it was a straight white male, this yep. guy's already out of. He's he's probably oh, yeah. on the verge of being disbarred. Yes, he's certainly off the case. I would think by now. Yes, and so to your point, if this if 
if Fonnie Willis were a powerful man in that position, maybe especially a white man, who was taking around a younger woman, hiring her, paying her hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars as the allegation goes and taking on fancy trips. Imagine what the news narrative would be. Mm-hmm. First of all, many people would say, oh, that powerful man intimidated that woman into doing all of this. Right. And she's a victim. The narrative would be so different. But now because she's a woman and then because she's a woman of color, as they say, now all of a sudden she's the victim. Yeah, I don't and, think and so. And now this is something that all and she's going beyond Fannie Willis in this column. All female CEOs and all power brokers that are female in a position that typically traditionally has been dominated by males, they are viewed differently. They are judged unfairly. To me, again, I always look at it as the merit to get the position and what you do once you have the position. And maybe the merit doesn't match up to earn the position, but you get it through you know DEI practices or whatever, and then you end up kicking ass and taking names. That's yeah. great. Awesome. But I just view it from the standpoint of, okay, are you qualified to do the job? And then once you get there, did you do a good job? And I couldn't care less if you're male, female, white, black. You know, we, you know, I just want people that are competent and that are effective. And when you are a elected official, especially in, in the criminal justice system and you're a prosecutor, you can't be doing things like this that you were doing with Nathan Wade because it brings the entire case and investigation into a negative light and you're ultimately questioning the officers of the court and their integrity yeah and to the point look is there sexism in america in the workplace yes of course is there racism yes of course i'm not denying any of those things but fonnie willis had risen to this high level of a very high position she made it she had it all all she had to do was do her job and work hard and instead if she was the talk of the office it was because, oh, they're going on another Caribbean cruise. They're going to the cabin again, well, driving Mr. on Wade, lunch breaks. Mr. Come Wade, on. Mr. Wade books cabins all the time. <laughs> he books a lot of cabins. So, yeah, I'm sure that in any office, can you imagine if we had a, a, a manager who's running the office and they're fooling around with the younger whatever in the office and they're going to fly, they're driving off here, they're going to the cabin, they're going on the Caribbean cruise. You know the pictures, they had some pictures or little, oh, they had so much fun, whatever. Yeah, that would be the talk of the office for sure. Yeah. We, we know I'm not doing that because I, I never leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have that here. I, I am I am always accounted for. <laughs> How many cruises? Present. Present, yeah. How many cruises Greg yeah. Stalker bet on? None. <laughs> Works. Our, our talk of the office is, hey, people are here and they're free hoagies. <laughs> you know, that's the big gossip hey, here. Hey, Wawa dropped off some stuff. You guys want to, yeah. <laughs> Tasty cake. Mm-hmm. woo uh-huh. Yeah. By the way, they just restocked the Tasty Cake bin down the hallway. Uh, see? Yeah, we saw Thank that God. yesterday. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, we're getting low. It's, but if, uh, if Fonnie, we're talking about the Tasty Cakes in the office. It's like Christmas when they <laughs> I know restock it. those. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> 855-839-1210. Kutchie, in just about 15 minutes, we'll come back. ABC and their hit soap opera, General Hospital, under the legal lights, we'll give you the details as to why, and it has to do with a few years ago. Kale and Company, as we continue Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. My kitchen is the heart of my home. If your kitchen 
or maybe you have a bathroom that's outdated, you need Kitchen Magic. They're, they're local, family-owned and operated since 1979 right here in Pennsylvania. Schedule your free in-home design consultation today to bring your new kitchen or bath to life. So Kitchen Magic is the full-service remodeler I trust to quickly, beautifully, and affordably transform your kitchen or bath. So if you go to kitchenmagic.com, they have this inspiration site, before and afters. It's absolutely lovely. And it gives you a sense of all the choices, the great, beautiful work that they do. Right now, they're offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing, and 10% off your remodel. Yeah, 12 months, no payments, no interest financing, 10% off your remodel. Just visit them at kitchenmagic.com. Tell Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Update on Riley Gaines on almost the one-year anniversary of what she had to endure in the Bay Area at a speaking engagement. And also we have an update on the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl shooter parade situation. Some of the motives behind uh, the attacks. Let me guess. The mug shots, the names... Uh, their uh, their social media history, uh, who they voted for, all of that has been released. Thank you. No, no, it's not, not true. Incorrect. It's not true. Okay. Incorrect. No, nothing. Nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. Not at all. Okay. Sir. Not at all. We don't know if they followed QAnon or. <laughs> we do not. Do we... they have red MAGA hats on? No. Nope. We know that or no? Okay. Nope. Okay. Well, we'll give you that update in a little bit. <laughs> Also, uh, I want to get to this uh, ABC uh, General Hospital story in just a moment. But one thing I did uh, not get to last segment on the Fonnie Willis conversation, uh, and I think this is important. I don't think it's going to amount to much, but it is a failure to disclose information that could be a conflict of interest. I'm not sure if people saw this yesterday. The judge overseeing this case in Georgia, Judge Scott McAfee, uh, is a former donor to Fonnie Willis and her campaign. Now, it was only a donation of $150 to the Fulton County District Attorney, and he does have a history of donating to Republicans as well. He donated to Governor Brian Kemp in June of 2020, uh, but Atlanta-based criminal defense attorney and legal analyst Philip Holloway told the Daily Caller that uh, the nom- uh, the donation was nominal, but said it should still have been disclosed to the defendants that being Donald Trump and his legal team, so that they could determine whether they believe the amount uh, results in a conflict of interest on part of the judge. To my knowledge, I haven't seen anything from Scott McAfee that makes us think he's anywhere close to Arthur Engeron. No. Uh, But it is one of these things where I think you should come forward and say, hey, just so we're on the up and up here, you know, I I threw Fonnie a buck 50 back in the day. Yeah, but it was it was so long ago and it was minimal he's a republican appointed as you said you know we've reported that uh you know i don't know i think that he was the way i look at it she knowing her personality that we now know because we watched all of her testimony she's somebody who probably went to the office and he was you know an ada he was an underling under her and uh you know maybe 
maybe that pressure was on everybody. Hey, donate. Will you support me? Don't. It's like, will you buy my kids Girl Scout cookies? For her, it was, hey, will you? Uh, yeah. Will you make sure you donate to my campaign? Does that mean he's biased? I don't think so. No, I'm not saying he is either. But it was uh, interesting that that story came out yesterday. I don't think the Trump legal team really will care. I think no. they're in a, a fine position after her debacle last yeah. week, anyway. But figured <laughs> we would pass that news along to you. Uh, finally, before we get to the cut sheet here in six minutes, so ABC will now face trial over the general hospital firings tied to the COVID-19 vaccine mandates. And this has always been a very interesting conversation, in my opinion. Um, and I want to give you a couple of the details here and, and what I think the ultimate um, award should be for these people. So uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the lawsuit from former crew members of the series that were accusing the network of religious discrimination for firing them over their refusal to get the COVID-19 vaccine. ABC must face religious discrimination claims from uh, two former General Hospital crew members who sued the network after they were fired for refusing to get vaccinated, marking one of the first rulings to clear the way for trial over termination. So there's going to be some precedent established here caused by blanket vaccine mandates widely imposed by studios amid the pandemic and a Los Angeles judge in an order on Tuesday issued and found that James and Timothy wall may have had quote sincerely held and quote religious beliefs that ABC should have accommodated by affording them exemptions and allowing them to follow safety protocols that were implemented before mandatory vaccination policies were rolled out by their employer. The ruling comes on the heels of ABC defeating a similar lawsuit from Ingo Rademacher yeah. over his dismissal from General Hospital for, for refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Unlike with crew members who were not in close, unmasked contact with others, the court found in that case that it was impossible for unvaccinated actors to safely work on the set during the pandemic due to the nature of their work. So this goes back to when ABC was among several of the studios in the summer of 2021. So we're probably at that point 18 months in to the pandemic, and we're probably about 12 months into vaccines being rolled out from the spring of uh, 2021. And uh, this was going on, obviously, with the studios in Hollywood. Here's my thing, and whether this is crew members, uh, Hollywood global elites, you know, police officers, firefighters, I think there's a couple of things that need to happen. I think, number one, your job should be given back to you if you're willing to take it back. I think your employer should put out a public apology and say, you know what? After further review, in light of new information, we were wrong in forcing you to either be vaccinated or lose your employment. I also think these people should get back pay for all lost wages. And I also don't think it's out of line if you are one of these people. And maybe there's people in this audience that lost their job or just quit because they didn't want to be vaccinated, whether it was a religious belief or you just didn't think there was enough evidence and data out there to stick a needle in your shoulder and take the shot. I think you should get a, a lawsuit together, and I think you should you know, seek compensation for pain and suffering. Because I, I honestly think if, let's say you are a, you know, a career, you had a, a beautiful career, something that you dreamed of doing your whole life. You were in it for 17 years. You finally made it. You're making good money. And your employer said, look, you either take the jab or you're out of a job. 
I mean, that's that's got to wear on you, you know, mentally. I mean, you go home, you go to your wife or your husband or your children. Uh, mommy and daddy's out of work, uh, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I stood up for my beliefs today. You go to bed each night for a handful of months. That's got to be a stressful thing wearing on you. So I, I, I hope these people get everything they seek. I really do. But you don't get the time back. No, you don't. Yeah, it's true. You don't. And, and it's it's stressful just dealing with lawyers or a legal battle I have friends, even um, nurses, who for for multiple reasons, they just felt that these vaccinations at the point were, at the time, were emergency approved. They they didn't feel like the data was out there. They felt like they were very healthy, some of them pregnant or had young children. I have friends locally, and they left. They left their different jobs and have now found other jobs. They've moved on. But it was devastating financially to their family and as well to your point, it was very stressful and they still talk about it. But are you going to really go through all of that and get lawyers and, you know, in in your busy life with your kids and your house and your errands and you know everything like swirling in in life? Uh, This was just so unfair and we have to learn from this and move on. Yeah. And I don't know what bothers me more, this element of the pandemic or when we were at that point when the government and politicians were telling you, the small business owner, that your business yeah. was not deemed essential. Those yeah. are two things that always stuck in but, my craw. But why aren't all of these, why isn't Fauci on trial? Like Trump is on trial, right? And, and all these criminal and civil. Why isn't somebody like Fauci, why aren't all these government officials, why aren't they being prosecuted? Why isn't what, Pfizer and Moderna? All of them. They I mean, Pfizer and Moderna were 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 asked by the government to, or, or I should say, yes, they were asked to expedite this originally. Mm-hmm. But the government officials were the ones advising, taking the data, advising, expediting the emergency approvals. The government officials were then pushing this. And even after it feels like we knew what we were dealing with and people had maybe the first two doses, the first dose or the second dose of Pfizer, etc. They were pushing this and pushing it for years. The mask mandates, the va- you must get vaccinated. And it became political. Mm-hmm. And so why aren't all of those individuals accountable as far as in the government? Where are they on trial? Yep. Or just to have some transparency to say, well, where is your data? Where's the CDC? Where's... Where, where all of these individuals, none of that, they're all in the shadows. Nobody's questioning them. Put the light on them. Mm-hmm. Question them. Yep. They should be on trial, not Donald J. Trump. Yep. And I think nothing bigger than the flat-out lie of, hey, this if you get this shot, the, vac- the virus yeah. dies with Remember you. Remember that? Which, you can't spread it. You can't spread it. Horrible it's dead, d- it's misinformation. It's dead on arrival. And they knew it. <laughs> yep. Liars. <laughs> all right. I wish I had that kind of... Um, Ability to get away with things like Big Pharma does, but that's a different story for a different day. 746, it's a Thursday morning. It's time for What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this Thursday is sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo, where right now you can get a sensational 2023 S60 courtesy of Volvo for less than $29,000. These beautiful Volvos have less than 5,000 miles. Come on, hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo today to get yours. Do it now. Check them out over at 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Tell them you heard about them on Kale & Company, 1210 WPHT. 
Tell Judith and Yosef we at twelve ten WPHD said hello. Okay, so the with all the steps forward the GOP is taking with this immigration, and I do believe the majority of the country is on the side of the GOP when it comes to the immigration discussion. Mm-hmm. They take ten steps back with this uh, Alabama Supreme Court ruling yesterday that uh, frozen embryos are children. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nikki Haley reacted to this if she thought she had a chance in hell of uh, winning the presidency uh, she just lost it yesterday by this statement that she gave to Meet the Press uh, I'm starting here with cut two, Phil, go I mean, I think I mean, embryos to me are babies So, Even I mean, those created through IVF I mean, I had artificial insemination, yeah. that's how I had my son, so when you look at you know, one thing is to have um, to save sperm or to save eggs. But when you talk about an embryo, you are talking about, to me, um, that's a life. You know, I think everybody certainly has an opinion on this. Um, and I thought Nikki Haley going into that clip and heading into yesterday probably had the best message on abortion of anybody in the Republican Party when we we're talking about these primary challengers. But you're right. Um, I I don't know that that necessarily comes across great yesterday. Certainly not what what happened in Alabama. And I'm glad you actually brought this up because I've got a story here written by Paul Gottfried from The Blaze. And the headline is, when will Republicans stop shooting themselves in the foot? And it really is remarkable that this party as a whole, and I'm not talking about us, the voters or anything like that. I'm talking about these elected officials that we put in that we're we're just, and this goes beyond uh, pro-life, pro-choice, and abortion, Roe v. Wade. This is just generally speaking. You look at so many things that the Democrats get wrong and all these failed progressive policies, and you would think that Republicans, if they would just stay out of their own way and not blow off limb after limb, should be able to win f- at a far better rate come election time. You would think. They've got the better policies on at least four or five of the top issues, and we're just going to continue to go down this road. Yep. Yeah. Dawn, I'll, I'll leave you uh, your thoughts on that because obviously, as a female, I want to get your opinion. So the ruling, let's just let's just state the ruling. The Alabama Supreme Court, their state Supreme Court, Friday afternoon comes out with the headline: "Frozen embryos are people, and you can be held legally responsible if you destroy those frozen embryos." So now we're seeing the ramifications of this because these IVF, you know, we have an infertility. Um, crisis in america right now and part of it is because people are waiting to have kids Mm -hmm. back in the day Mm -hmm. you know my parents had you know my parents generation you know you got married when you were 19 20 you started having kids right away now couples especially with inflation and the Mm -hmm. current economy but a lot of couples now the average couples they wait till they're 35 or even 40 yeah maybe they get married younger but then they 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 want to save up for the home you know the younger millennial is not having children like they used to. I'm telling you guys, and this has nothing to do with your personal belief on this. I am Take that completely aside. Put that aside. I'm telling you politically. Stories like this, news like this, they're, they're, I've been watching all the, the morning news shows. It's, it, it's the lead story yeah. everywhere. Everybody's leading with this story this morning. Oklahoma decided they're trying to push through a bill that they want they want names and records of every 
every woman in that state who's had an, had an abortion. These type of stories mm-hmm. are going to take the GOP's chances and just throw them right out the window. You're I'm right. telling you. You're right. I'm and, telling and, and, you. And it, and it plays well locally for Kay Ivey, the governor of Alabama. It plays well for Oklahoma. But nationally speaking, when we talk about this issue and it being on the ballot for an election for the president, mm-hmm. for the president, yep, you're right. I have a personal connection to this story because oh, I I did IVF, and I would what what I would say about this is that you as a career woman when you go to have kids and it doesn't happen immediately, you, you turn to these clinics because you're told, well, what am I going to do? And so what I would say as far as laws go, the laws there are well over a third, I believe. At, at last check, there are at least a third of a million frozen embryos that we know of that are frozen right now. I didn't realize, and they don't always tell you that you might have a reservoir because you're just thinking, I all I need is one, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and so you're not thinking about the fact that what if they get a whole bunch? And I would have nightmares about it, my frozen children, and I would say to my husband, Oh my God, I can't, I can't even stand this. I can't even live with it. And then you pay for the cryo. You have to pay, and it's expensive for the yearly as the years go on. So for me personally, for us, we donated them to make sure that they would be, they would, that somebody would be, become pregnant and have these babies. Because mm-hmm. to me, th- these are my frozen children, yeah. and I want to give that gift of life to somebody. Yeah. It was a big decision for us through a local wonderful fertility clinic that by by the way um dr pfeffer is one of the founders of ivf Mm -hmm. so this is a beautiful gift where you can help couples with that if they're dealing with things for us we we uh, i always say you know david was a a prayer and a glass of wine and we always (laughs) say but you know you go through that and if you're having miscarriages and you're having stress and I, i mean it's just such a stressful time that's why Again, the GOP has no idea what they're doing. They they need to bring their arms around this issue mm. and talk about the fact, yes, this is a gift, but you do need to have the legislation. There's not a lot of legislation here. So, for example, that for cl- fertility clinic, did they tell you that you might have 8 to 12 frozen embryos and now you you have kids or maybe you're having miscarriages or other issues and you can't physically do this what are you supposed to do they don't have laws on this there's a vacuum here and that's the problem and then they can destroy these and that's devastating to the the couple so the answer for the gop is to say we're this is a gift this is a beautiful thing but we need to legislate it and monitor it because what are the rights then of that couple so if you can't afford the cryo with $1,000 a year, whatever that is, yeah. then what happens? They destroy them and you have no rights? So this is a slippery slope issue to me. This is an issue where you should have rights. The problem in Alabama is that now the Supreme Court has ruled this. Yes, these are lives. These are embryos. It's not a frozen egg. It's not a frozen sperm. This is the implanted fertilized egg. This mm-hmm. If you implanted this into a woman, this is a baby. Mm -hmm. How do you legislate this now? They have shut down in in Alabama right now. They've shut down these clinics. I can't even imagine. So there are couples who are just about to go in and have their embryo implanted. They're frozen too. 
Oh my goodness, they're creating a crisis. So David is the creation of prayer and a glass of wine? <laughs> yeah, yeah was David was not the... Yeah. <laughs> was that Cabernet? <laughs> By the way, you guys will not be shocked about this. I'm getting a lot of hate on on the YouTube chat for this. Why? Uh, Soggy Donut says, uh, a, fertilized, a fertilized embryo is life. Great. I'm glad, I'm glad that you believe it. You believe whatever you want to. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, as a political issue, this is career suicide. Yeah. If you don't believe me, look at the last four years. You're just giving the spoiler alert. Look at the last four years. Every time you guys go up against this, you lose. I'm telling you. It's, they lo- wait, but Greg, they lo- they're losing the issue because for whatever reason, they get all Beavis and buff- Butthead awkward. Look at my first and every No. <laughs> Put your arms around it. Talk yeah. about it. Get conservative moms like me who dealt with this mm-hmm. issue. And and let's talk about it and say, if you have this, what happens if somebody can't then, because of whatever their, their medical situation, what happens to that frozen embryo? Because I guarantee you, the couples who went in for that probably were not fully informed of yep. the fact that they would have this reservoir. They Because pro- they're, they're not thinking that through. They don't know all about it. And and so the laws should protect those couples and their mm-hmm. rights. You know, after further review, the more we talk about this, I, I don't want to be cremated when I die. I want to be cryogenically frozen. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Absolutely, I do. I, I think, I'm telling you, man, yeah. you, you stick me in an ice box for 100 years and then defrost me. <laughs> but they some people, they would it just be your head? Yeah, I'd be like Ted, or, Willi- Ted Williams. Yep. See what I'm saying? My some people. They do. They cryo freeze their head or their full body, yeah. but you're you have to insure all the funds for it. Right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no lips says illegal economy crime are far more concerning for the voting public. Okay. Okay. Keep telling yourself that. Keep but telling tell, yourself tell, that. try I'm telling just, that to the 27 year old career oriented single female that doesn't have children that truly despises the overturning of Roe v. Wade. It would they be, will vote on a motion. It would be one thing if there was a history of... I, I just go by stats. There would be one thing if it would be history of of, of the GOP just, just racking up win after win after win after win. They've lost every single time they've done this. Yeah. Why would you keep going back to this well again and again and again and again? Because they're not the GOP needs to have a policy on all of these issues because yep. what what the mainstream well, morning shows are doing yeah. right now they're interviewing you know they're going to be interviewing somebody who says oh my gosh my husband and I yep. we went through this process and and uh, we were all ready to go in and have this implanted because you have to take shots mm-hmm. to make sure that everything's optimum they implant the embryo it takes you're pregnant it's it's a miracle it's a miracle for infertile Couples. So these are you could say you could argue these are pro life. This is a pro life coup, mm-hmm. pro life story. the The problem is they're making it look like oh, Alabama now has shut these people down that they cannot, they cannot do this because the clinics are being shut down. Well, if I recall correctly, DeSantis was much more of a hardliner with the six week bill, correct? Because I, I'm reading here that there are reports that Donald Trump said he would endorse a 16-week ban as part of his 2024 campaign. Do you think that's a step in the right direction, Don? I mean, because it's, that would be 10 weeks more uh, compared to where DeSantis kind of drew the line at. I, th- I think, that, I think the, the focus of the conversation, because think about for women and women's rights, because there was a time when women were told, no, you're, you're going to marry young and you're going to do this and you're going to get pregnant and you're going to have babies 
and that's just it. You have no control. The argument should be, no, you can have access to, to birth control and everything you want. That should be the argument. That birth control, they shouldn't even call it birth control. They should call it medication because, by the way, it mitigates that thing that you get every 21 days yeah. where sometimes you're hemorrhaging, you have cramps. Once you, once you get your period when you're a teenage girl, I know nobody wants to talk about it. This is the problem, Republicans. Scary. Talk week about of the, month. the blood. Yeah. Talk about it. Oh boy. And say, hey, you can mitigate this. You should, you should control their messaging on this. I know. Yeah, you're, you're far more, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it yeah. because why can't why can't a fee, why can't I say no 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 I could put something in my arm where if I'm a, a a track star and I'm 16 years old and I could put something in my arm that I can control the fact that on my big race day or my big swim meet yeah. I'm gonna I'm not gonna have my period that's the conversation they should be having because guess what you do you you end up automatically if you make birth control medication and you look at it through a different lens, through a female lens, now what are you doing? You're preventing the pregnancy. That's yeah. what that's what you're you're just doing prevention and now you're never dealing in it, it, abortion would become what it was supposed to be. Very rare. Very rare cases and tragic cases and last resort <laughs> rape cases. And so then it would be it would be a much smaller issue. By the way, MGM guy on the YouTube chat says Dawn for RNC chair. I, I agree. <laughs> the hell with Trump's uh, yeah. the daughter. Let's put Dawn in there. Yep. I've got a uh, YouGov poll uh, with the question in front of me. Do you support or oppose a national ban on abortions after 16 weeks of pregnancy? Over 1,500 people surveyed. 48% support it. 36% oppose it. And then within that. Males, 49% support, 33 oppose. Females, almost the same, 47 support, 39 oppose. 18 to 29-year-olds, 52% support, 33 oppose. Same thing with white, uh, 49 to 37. Black, 46 to 28. Hispanic, 47 to 34. Now, when you have the uh, political parties thrown in, the GOP, 67% support, 23 oppose. Democrats, only 35% support, 50 oppose. Uh, Peter S. on the YouTube chat wants to clarify that that this was brought before the Alabama Supreme Court because three couples sued for wrongful death. So um, they, they were not out... His point is is that the Alabama Supreme Court was not out to make a new law. They were ruling on This is case. true. So. But... So the Supreme Court agreed with with what I was just saying yep. that there are a ton of people who go for this and then and I I know a woman she had like eight miscarriages I mean went through hell and so they can't implant it anymore and it's devastating to them but they don't but they believe those embryos are life so they want to donate them or they want to figure it out the clinic I think by the what the Alabama case if I'm um, if I read correctly. These families were saying you can't just dispose of the embryo because we're not paying for the cry- the expensive cryo uh, storage processing, or maybe your cryo lab was full. What whatever? No, no, no. You could. We wanted to donate them, or we want to keep them. You can't just throw them out with the trash. So to to your point, you're exactly right. There's a they don't legislate this stuff, and that's the problem. This was a one. This was a technology that was created to help infertile couples have children. What a beautiful message. The problem is that depending on the clinic where you go, and you don't even think of it, uh, if they're not as reputable, if they don't have their own ethical policies, Mm -hmm. 
then that this is what happened to these couples. I'm sure they're devastated. Uh, we started this off by playing a clip of Nikki Haley on Meet the Press now. She went on with Gail King and Charles Barkley last night on CNN to clarify her comments. She Uh-oh. knows she stepped in it, so she he had did. to clarify what she said. Uh, she she kind of backtracks. She says that she did not agree with the Alabama Supreme Court when she said that embryos are babies. She, she agrees with it philosophically. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same debate we're having, okay. is that take take what you believe philosophically out of it and just like politically. Uh, this is what she said. I'm going with cut 11 here, Phil. Go. Well, first of all, I didn't... I mean, this is, again, I didn't say that I agreed with the Alabama ruling. What the question that I was asked is, do I believe an embryo is a baby? I do think that if you look in the definition, an embryo is considered an unborn baby. And so, yes, I believe from my stance that that is. The difference is... And this is what I say about abortion as well. We need to treat these issues with the utmost respect. I had trouble having both of my children. Mm -hmm. I am very aware of what it means to go through artificial insemination, all of those things related to in vitro. I know what that is. And I also know the importance between a doctor and the parents is very important to have those conversations. This case was based on and should be based on the rights of those parents for their embryos and to make sure that they have the responsibility with the doctors on how those are handled. Nothing more than that. And I will continue to say these issues keep coming up and everybody wants to divide people on these issues. Mm -hmm. This is not the time where you divide people, you bring people together. Our goal is to always do what the parents want with their embryo. It is theirs. So any physician that is in control of those embryos, they owe it to those people to make sure they protect that embryo and that they do with that embryo what those parents want done with that embryo. That is the way we should look at that situation. Future CNN primetime host, Nikki Haley. There by, she is. By the way, how uncomfortable did Charles Barkley look at I was just going to say that. He's just staring into the monitor. Hey, Gail, you got this one, girl. Yeah. yeah. I just, he's he's like, Didn't, don't I, don't I, uh, don't I host, uh, host a basketball show on uh, yeah. TNT? Yeah. Like, what the hell am I doing here? I, see, and this is the problem. The problem, and I've raised my boys. You could, ha- you could talk to them. I talk about girl stuff, right? Because this is the problem. Char- guys don't want to talk about vaginas and embryos and periods. We got to talk about it. We have the conversation. Own the conversation. Because if you... And Greg's like, oh, Greg's all nervous. Well, you know, so this- just, just to clarify on behalf of all men, men are not afraid to talk about vaginas. It's just <laughs> depends on, it depends on the setting and the context of said female body part. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> this segment sponsored by Regina, yeah. v- Vagina Rejuvenation. Uh, but on a serious note, this does bring up serious implications because now that this state Supreme Court, will this case go to the ultimate United States Supreme Court? Because they're now saying that you know, potentially, I don't even know at this point, I was trying to track down the numbers. How many frozen embryos are there? They, those are all, and, I, and I'm going to use the term that I just used on a personal level to my husband when I had those nightmares are those frozen children and then how do you handle them because now you have to handle them in a in a i think a more respectful way perhaps depending on the state depending on the clinic 
Now, I will say most most of these clinics, they're first class. They would never destroy them and that sort of thing. Some of them will will destroy them at the couple's wish. Some will not. Mm-hmm. Some will donate them for medical research. So what, say. Ha- what happens when you're, uh, you know, you're in college and you need some money and you go to a sperm bank and you, you go in there with a magazine or a video and you drop some off. You drop some off. <clears throat> what happens? They're frozen then, right? Yeah, they're combed uh, out. They're parceled. <laughs> so you're saying... Uh, Little mini soccer might have some siblings no, out no, there. No, 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 come on. Yeah. I'm not talking about me. But I, I do, like, look, for people who are broke in college, yeah. I do know people who, it was a, it was an easy way to make some money, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for females to harvest eggs. Yeah. Because fe- all females, we are born with our eggs. It's also what Sean and, William Scott did in Road Trip. In a, in a, in a serious <laughs> point about this, um, somebody on the YouTube chat, and I, I can't read that handle, so forgive me. <laughs> Um, they say when you roll over on the important issues like this, this is how the country is slipping farther and farther and farther to the left. We just give up on things. So, no, I, I, do they think we're saying that? No, I'm no, not, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I think they're saying that that we this this is a fight that needs to be had because it's an important issue yes. to the GOP. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's an important issue for. It's a win. It's a, actually a win. For Republicans, if they would embrace this and say these are couples who are praying for a baby, who turns to technology and the blessing of technology, trusted a clinic, and then and then that clinic destroyed their their embryos. So this is a win. Yeah. The problem here is we need people to be educated on the issue. Most people are not, and then we need the laws to match and respect. These because the ruling is these are frozen children, and yep. if it's in Alabama now, you know it's going to go to the United States Supreme Court, and that will will have ramifications on these other couples. Are these clinics going to be shut down? And I don't think that sh- is fair at all. As far as couples who already they're right. going in, they already created the embryos. They want to implant them, and they want to have these babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's a it's a complicated situation, but they need to look at it. I would be curious what Doctor, uh, what uh, Senator and Doctor Rand Paul would have to say about it. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, by the way, streaming live on YouTube, youtubecom slash at twelve ten WPHT. If you're watching right now, even if you hate me, it's fine. Hit the hit the like button. Hit also hit the subscribe button. Please hit the subscribe button. And please, if you're listening on the Odyssey app, I ask you to. I'm putting it up here. If you're listening on the Odyssey app, you see Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. You can see this. Just hit the follow button up there. Give us a follow if you would. It'd be nice. It, it may not seem like a lot to you, but it's a lot to us. Yeah, it is. If you follow Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT for the hours and hours and hours of enjoyment we give you every day. Yes. Speaking of hours of enjoyment, uh, Rich Zioli is down at uh, CPAC mm-hmm. in um, Woohoo. Uh, Maryland, it's like the it's like the DC Maryland border. He'll be broadcasting live from there today, starting at three p.m. and tomorrow, starting at three p.m. Uh, the chairman of CPAC, Matt Schlapp, was on the uh, war room with Steve Bannon, and he has a new rule for uh, left wing, as he calls them, journalists. He's blocking left wing journalists from getting passes to go to CPAC. So I, I'm not sure about this. I want to get both of your opinions on this. Uh, this is what he said. This is cut 14. Phil, go. Because uh, people's heads are blowing up. Not just um, not just globalism go- goes to die, 
but maybe uh, journalists who are actually information warfare participants, right, uh, on the left, maybe maybe their maybe their access goes to die also, sir. From what I'm hearing this morning, yeah. Well, you know, we got to get smarter. Um, we have people that run around and say they're journalists, and if you look at their feeds, a hundred percent of their stories are let's get what Republican, what conservative, as you said. Who can we mischaracterize who loves America? And let's go get them. And let's make trumped up charges on them from anonymous sources. And Russ has, uh, Russ Bode, who's a hero uh, of mine and many, uh, has had to deal with this. And everyone who does anything that's worthwhile has to deal with this. You have to deal with it probably more than anyone, or just that would be Donald Trump who deals with it more than anyone. So this tactic they're using against Trump is intergalactic, but they're using similar tactics against all of us. So CPAC has a new rule. If you're a propagandist, you can buy a ticket uh, like everyone else, but it, you're not in the media. And we're not going to credential you by saying you're in the media. Now, there's plenty of left-wing people who are in the media who actually, you know, at least 20% of the time or 25% of the time, they'll take on Menendez or they'll say Biden's too old. Or, you know, they at least have some coverage that you could say, okay, there's some journalism there. But as we know, what's happened to these uh, corporate media entities is they're 100%, if you listen to MSNBC, it's 100% anti-Trump anti-america anti-conservative every moment of every day they never have any kind of honest treatment of anything and they run anybody off from the station who used to be at least somewhat honest some of the time like chris matthews and such so you know let's get real let's not credential them anymore and we're not going to do it okay so first of all matt schlapp looks like some sort of combination of kevin mccarthy meets glenn beck i don't know what's going on with that yes but- <laughs> He has some of his own issues so going he's, on. He's, he is scandal-ridden. Yes, he is. And he was hit with a $9 million sexual misconduct lawsuit. Oh. Had, and there were, then um, this was late last year. So uh, in this case, Carlton Huffman, a Republican staffer on Herschel Walker's U.S. Senate campaign, had accused Schlapp of sexually assaulting him. This is so Schlapp accused of grabbing this young man's um, private parts alleged he fondled him during a card ride, etc. And then other alleged victims came forward. Was there a settlement? There were there, there were talks of a settlement. So so that's why you're seeing people shy away from CPAC this year because Schlapp is you know is scandal ridden. Yep. So as far as what's going on there with the barring of certain individuals, he's not wrong from the standpoint of, you know, the way they are unfair, the way they cover one side. Ver- I mean, we, we see slants on both sides, and we certainly see the left, what they've become today with the mainstream media. I don't like the concept of barring somebody and banning somebody from coming just because you don't like the way they go about the coverage of you or your party or your beliefs or your politicians. I, I don't like when Republicans and conservatives get shadow banned, silenced, censored, removed from a, you know, whatever, kicked off of a platform. I'm anti-deplatforming people. If you don't like these few people that are coming that are propagandists, then just deal with them in person. You know, if they try to put you on the spot, own them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's a little weak when you, when you don't permit people to come just based on them being on the, the other side of the fence, so to speak. There, you know, the pressure has been mounting for Schlapp to just get out of there to resign because there were there were also other allegations. I won't get into the whole. I mean, you can look it up. There, there was a treasurer that accused him of some financial issues, so he's scandal ridden. So what what many could argue is that well, CNN and the so called liberal media was more likely to report on his scandals 
And is he keeping out the so-called liberal media because he doesn't want them yeah. reporting on him? Mm. That's what it looks like. It's not a good look. Misfit Toy writes on the YouTube chat, Dawn. So, Dawn, anyone can accuse him, and he, he's now scandal-ridden? Um, there, I'm, I'm simply saying that these were Republican staffers who were loyal to him. I don't see a political motive. You're right. You're right that... And I'll just mention this to you. In other countries across Europe, for example, if somebody's accused of sexually like fondling somebody or whatever, they don't release anybody's names until there's a resolution. In in other countries, they do not allow somebody's name to be just trashed. And then what if they're exonerated? Yeah. The same goes for, you could argue with, I just, this earlier hours ago this morning reported that there were four Philadelphia police officers who were tarred and feathered for years and now they've been exonerated and their jobs reinstated but your life is kind of you know ruined in many ways so you're you're right I will just say these were fellow conservatives his co-workers there was a CPAC treasurer who just last May had resigned and accused not of the groping thing but some other issues so there are multiple issues going on with this person uh, by the way, just to clarify, the, the 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 journalists aren't banned. They just have to buy tickets. Okay, you know what I mean. So, so they're not getting in with a credential. So pass. they're not getting in with a credential pass. So yeah. it's it's you know it's not the same thing as somebody banning somebody. Okay. Well, except that other media they they will welcome in and they don't have yep. to pay. They can get a a press credential. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, we played a lot of the clips yesterday from the Trump Town Hall with Laura Ingram. Last night, she had uh, a bonus, <laughs> bonus clips because, you know, I, look, I, I um, agree with the programming aspect of this. Draw this out as long as you possibly can. So we got bonus Trump? We got bonus Trump, uh, which th- these are clips that didn't air uh, during the town hall the other night. Mm-hmm. One, the one that I found the most interesting was um, Joe Biden. You know, we we reported last week or the week before about uh, him joining TikTok and what an absolute uh, farce that is. It's it was like, a Super Bowl ad. It's like Grandpa um, talking about chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, Love a good snack. Uh, so, and the hypocrisy of the Biden administration wanting to ban TikTok, yet the... the uh, the president being on TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the hypocrisy is rich Well, they've there. banned it from federal employees on the, the devices issued by the government. Yeah. So uh, Laura Ingram asked uh, Trump about uh, Biden doing TikTok and if he would ever do it himself. Uh, this is <laughs> cut 13. Phil, go. To sit down with us for a bonus round of questions. All right, President Trump, the Biden campaign has joined TikTok, even though the FBI says TikTok presents a massive national security threat. It's not on any government phones. You can't download on the phones. Um, You banned it while you were president. He lifted that ban. Are you worried that you're going to miss out on the young voters by not being on TikTok? Well, right now I'm leading with the young voters by a lot. I think they want to see competence in office. Uh, They see this guy who can't put two sentences together. He literally... So if he were on this stage, he would not be able to figure out how to get off. Did you ever see it? He can't find the stairs. There's stairs all over the place. He can't find stairs. Uh, they want to see competence much more so than being on TikTok. I believe that. Uh, TikTok, I was going to ban it permanently, but Congress didn't want to do it. I said, look, I'm going to do what you want to do in this case. And they didn't want to do it. They're pretty well taken care of. But uh, I don't think it's going to matter for him. 
Yeah, and look, Joe's on TikTok because he knows that Trump's doing better than anticipated with the younger voter, which I think was why we're going through with another round of these student loan bailouts yep. uh, for more voters, because Joe needs to pick up some numbers in the polls with that uh, 18, well, the 22 to 35 demo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say... Well, as by the way, I don't think Trump can be on, on TikTok. Because he's on Truth. Oh, that's right, with his contract. I don't think he's allowed on any other social media social platform. Social media platform, yeah. Oh. By the way, with with we never got to this the other day. With Truth Social going public, what's the what's the haul he might get? CNN reported, and I, I don't know how this can be true, that his shares, if Trump were to liquidate his shares in Truth, it'd be worth $4 billion, Wow. With a B. Wow. Now, that's Truth Social. I mean... If you look at the power rankings, so to speak, of of the you know social media platforms based on users yep. and activity, I mean, truth is you know one tenth, and I'm just guessing here, one tenth of what Twitter is, or yep. you know one twentieth of what Facebook and Instagram is. I can't imagine four billion. Yeah, Elon wow. Musk bought Twitter for twenty two. Well, maybe Elon will see this as a deal and buy this and do a combo. <laughs> I don't know. I think Elon's ruined enough social media. Thank By the you. way, he didn't ruin he, it. He, he absolutely the, the did. Bo- this is, I, and I, I remember, remember I told you for a while, I did not notice much of a difference in Twitter. Mm. I am seeing it now. Not con- not, not content-wise. Thank you. Not hatred or anything yeah. like that. The amount of bots yeah. on Twitter is nauseating. It is. It's a bot problem. There is a huge bot problem. I mean, if I have one more tweet liked by a 16-year-old Asian female that looks beautiful in her avatar <laughs> that I know doesn't listen to this show. How do like, you know that? I, this is Come a on. bot. Come it's on. the same picture used only 87,000 <laughs> accounts. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, speaking of Elon Musk, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy got in on kissing his rear end on the... Whose show is this? This is the... Uh, what's uh, the, the Benny show? The Benny Johnson show. Everybody's a show these days. A show, um, a book, and a podcast. He says, "Let me ask you." All right, so like he's close to Elon Musk. He says this about his good friend Elon Musk. This is cut twelve. Phil, go. So, so you're talking about entrepreneurship. You're an entrepreneur. Donald Trump's an entrepreneur. Elon Musk is an entrepreneur. Elon Musk is one of those guys who knows what a broken, failed society looks like because he came from one and who immigrated here and has now uh, become the richest man in the world based on American principles and, the, and what this country could give to him. Yep. And, that, and you, know, you know Elon very well. He communicates with you, talks to you, talks about you publicly, you do spaces together on X. Uh, tell us about Elon. Yeah. He's sort of like his, his, where he's gone from being very politically agnostic, I would say, to suddenly being like super-based mm-hmm. uh, and just very common sense, right? Yeah. Um, still doesn't seem like a party man. He's just like, this is what's happening in the world. And how do we get more of that, right? How do we bring Elon more onto the field? So he's, to speak? he's the, he's the kind like- of guy who, he's the closest thing I've met to a founding father in today's environment. Wow. Yeah, I don't know about a founding father. I do I do appreciate oh what God. he did with Twitter to make it a more level playing field. Can we stop? Wait, the face just stop? called Elon. You are my father. Yeah. Yeah. You're my daddy. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, when Benny says he's not a party man, uh, he's not talking about the Republican Party. Well, actually, he is. He is saying he's not a part of the Republican Party, that being Elon Musk. But according to reports, Elon Musk is a party man. There are people, I saw reports that are worried for the employees at Tesla 
that Elon's got a dr- major drug problem. There's a, sto- there's a couple of stories. I think the Daily Mail or the Daily... One of the dailies had it. Daily Mail, Daily Call, or Daily Beast. And there's like 5,000 daily sites yes. that, that um, Elon Musk uh, can't really control himself when it comes to getting around certain substances. Well, he, he... I mean, he's been on record saying that he does... Or he's he's done mushrooms, microdosing, whatever. Yeah. He smoked weed with Joe Rogan. Yeah, I think the implications so... were beyond marijuana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But to your point, what you just said before... With the, the psychedelic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Founding I, father. I mean, come on. Well, not just the daily. I'm looking at who report Fortune, Wall Street Journal reported yeah. on the, the, the worry use of cocaine, ecstasy, mushrooms, and ketamine. Yep. There you go. That's that's a Wall Street Journal uh, January, you know, January report. Okay. I didn't even see it in the Wall Street Journal. I just saw it from one of the daily sites. Um, Democrat Senator LaFonza Butler was interviewed by Jen Psaki the other night, and she claims that anyone who says a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris are perpetuating the dog whistle of divisive politics. Mm. Uh, tons of dog whistles going on. I know. Poor, these poor dogs. I know. These how's Buddy, oh, how's Buddy doing? Buddy's good. I mean, with all the dog whistles going on, I'm surprised we have any dogs these days. I have to put some, <laughs> put some uh, ear uh, plugs in. Uh, this has got, uh, got nine, Phil. Go. When you hear... People like Governor Nikki Haley say a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what I hear. But what's most important <laughs> is what you hear when you hear her say that. I think that uh, Ambassador Haley is unfortunately perpetuating the, the dog whistles of divisive politics and frankly should be called on it. Uh, and my response to her is, yes, it is. And America has demonstrated that they are ready uh, willing and able to support candidates who are experienced, who are qualified, and who have the interest of the American people at heart. And that has been Vice President Harris at every turn. Kamala Harris resonates with nobody. Uh, first of all, it's not divisive, it's divisive. <laughs> Secondly, this is not a dog whistle against racism or sexism. When we hear uh, a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris, it means a vote for dumb is a vote for dumber. Okay, that's what it means. Because it's scary to think that anybody out there could be president that polls lower than Joe does, and she does. What she's alleging that is that if you don't, if you don't think that Kamala Harris is competent to run the country, then you're racist because she's a African American. That's correct. Woman. Right. That's that's basically that's basically what she has nothing to do with her with with competency her competency or how she speaks or Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I mean, by the way, guys, it's not just conservatives that don't think she's competent. If it was, they wouldn't be floating Gavin Newsom out there, would they? That's right. That's right. And that's why the name Michelle Obama, even though it won't happen and she's ruled it out. That's why that name continually gets floated out there because you can't skip over the African-American female. So what do you do? You find possibly one Mm -hmm. that would be more embraced and Michelle would be more embraced than Kamala. I to, to, to highlight how bad Kamala Harris would be. I would make the case that Hillary Clinton is exponentially more qualified to be the president than Kamala Harris is. And that's that's scary to say. (laughs) That's how bad Kamala is. Everybody's going to have nightmares tonight now. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. (laughs) Even Bill Clinton.
Even Vivek and the Founding Fathers are rolling over in their grave today. <laughs> I'm going to defend. Uh, okay. I'm going to defend Vivek. I like Vivek, and I think what he's referring to is somebody. You think of Ben Franklin. You think of inventors. You think of wealthy individuals who stuck their neck out yeah. for liberty uh, and for the republic. And that's, I think, what he meant. Yes. That's I'm I'm Vivek. I'm Rama Splainin. You are. I, <laughs> you absolutely are. I am. But I think that's what he meant. All right. I mean, look, he was a he, the left embraced him, loved him when he when he started Tesla. Oh yeah, and everybody was buying Teslas. You look at Teslas. I guarantee you, right now, driving down the street, all the Tesla owners—they're all rich elitist liberals. I can almost guarantee it. And and so for them to come out and say say, well, he's not—it's yeah. it, just—it's not. You're right. They loved him and they embraced him because of what he invented. It's actually a really good point. The only conservative I've ever known to have a Tesla is Opelka. Yep. So There you go. All right. Uh, Disney keyword is coming up in a matter of moments. Woo-hoo! Final keyword. The last one. The last one. Number wow. 16. Sweet yep. 16 is coming up next. And then we will get to Dawn's Big Three. But right now, let me tell you about my friends at Blue Chew. All right, guys. If you need to boost your confidence... If you need an extra jump to your performance this year, Blue Chew is the solution. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so there's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. And here's the special deal for Kale & Company listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. That's right, free. When you use the promo code 1210 at checkout, just pay the $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code 1210 to receive your first month free BlueChew tablets made in the good old U.S. of A. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with the Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports, but right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets. They have live same-game parlays. As the game is going on, you can you can uh, bet on same-game parlays like tonight's game, uh, the Knicks and the uh, your Philadelphia 76ers, all kinds of stuff. Exclusive player props, who will score the first basket, what the basket will be, will it be a dunk, will it be a three-point, will it be a layup. Exclusive prop bets and so much more. I love the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Greg, FanDuel.com slash Greg, and shoot your shot. FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1210 WPHD and the official sportsbook partner of the NBA, 21 and over, President of PA. First online, real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.